0: Well, we don't know when the recovery will start. Maybe it's already started in some ways. It looks like it may have. But uh, what is it going to mean for us? We keep hearing about great things for the economy and for business and things like that. And maybe it's too much of a good thing. Can there ever be too much of a good thing? Well, we've been told to expect this roaring comeback as we emerge from the darkness of the pandemic months and even years. The economy is predicted to be ready to roar, not just in Canada, everywhere. And already, there's every reason to believe it could all be happening Too fast. Too much, too fast, and we could run into some problems here. Zach Rogers is one of the people behind something called the Logistics Managers Index, which uh, historically is very, very accurate, and it's pointing out some real cause for concern around this topic. Uh, Zach, thank you so much for joining us this morning. appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm I'm happy to be here. Okay, let's just define what we're talking about here, first of all. The Logistics Managers Index, uh, how do you put it together and what is it?
1: Sure. So uh, every month, a team of uh, professors from other supply chain departments uh, around the U.S. and I send a survey out to a couple hundred um, director level and above. So people who will have kind of a full picture of the supply chain, uh, director level and above supply chain folks. And we just ask them a simple question. Things like transportation prices, inventory capacity, warehousing utilization, are they going up? Are they staying the same, or are they going down? And essentially, uh, when we average all these answers together, if we get a number over 50, that means we're seeing growth. If we get a number below 50, that means we're seeing contraction, and and the further below, further above it goes, the greater those those levels are. So this month, um, we got a a score of 74.5 for the overall index which is the second highest reading in the history of, of the index. We've been doing it for about five years, mm-hmm. and it goes to exactly what you were just saying in your introduction. We're, we're really starting to open up, and, <laughs> and that demand is showing tightness in other parts of the economy because of how fast we're, we're sort of turning everything back on.
0: Yeah, we're sort of taking off like a rocket here. Now, uh, historically, this market index, has, it's been extremely accurate, right? Yes.
1: Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, it, it tracks very well um, with almost any, uh, any economic indicator you like. Yeah. Usually, if we have, you know, increases in the LMI in April, that means we're going to see an increase in things like retail sales, Dow Jones Index. In, in May so it's a pretty good predictor
0: of, of economic activity okay so let's take a closer look at exactly what you're seeing in your latest index um, where where are you seeing some of the issues what are you finding in, in your survey of these um, these industry heads
1: so essentially what we're seeing is that capacity is very very tight right now okay if you think about the way supply chains are constructed they're put together so that they don't have an ounce of fat on them. you don't want to have trucks or warehouses, or any sort of capital equipment like that, that's just sitting there, not being used. So going into the pandemic, we already had some tightness with capacity, but it's a tightness that's, that's built in. You want to be having just enough. Um, but when the pandemic happened, a couple things, a couple things occurred. One... A lot of warehouses were really slammed with with inventory, and the reason for this is because we had all these sales sort of ready to go in the spring or the summer, and then all the stores closed down. So there was a lot of inventory already kind of sitting there. And then what has happened uh, after that is we've sort of had the consumers speed back up, and this really happened. Uh, this really started happening, honestly, at the end of last summer. Um, and, and it's really because of the way consumer spending came back that we're seeing so much tightness. You know, average year-over-year growth for e-commerce is 15%. Right. Last year, because all the stores were closed, it was up 45%. Okay. <laughs> and so if you think about the way e-commerce works... You have to have more trucks because it's not you and I driving to the stores. The trucks, you know, over yep. in vans coming to our house. Plus, because now it's so much about fast delivery, everyone's looking for warehouses that are you know in the suburbs of Calgary or, or Edmonton or you know something like that. It's not when I worked uh, when I worked in warehouses. It was out in the middle of the desert. Yeah, exactly. Now it's you know really close to people, and so there's a a cap on how much space you can have. And so essentially you need more warehouses, you need more trucks and the demand for e-commerce, which is very, you know, logistic, capital heavy, skipped forward three years in about six months. And so that really put us in a hole in terms of available capacity of things like trucks, warehouses, or just general shelf space. And that's really slowed down how quickly we can move everything around. And that's where consumers are going to start, uh, you know, seeing this affect them personally. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armor All, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armor All products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you
0: name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. And it's kind of interesting in reading over uh, some of the work that you're doing. It's not, I mean, like, we're, we're talking here about shipping and about e-commerce and things like that, but it's not like those are the only two sectors, right? I mean, this goes back, right, to right. raw materials right through the entire supply chain. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And in the problem with the tightness, especially for raw materials, is that raw materials aren't necessarily the most attractive things for uh for truckers to be moving around, so if you look at something called the tender rejection rate uh and a tender is like a a load that some company says, hey I want you know to i'm here's my tender I want this load to go on a truck from point a to point B right now the rejection rate for those loads for those tenders is twenty five percent so essentially of every four loads that companies have to ship yeah one of those isn't going to get on a truck because there's just not enough capacity. And so for something like raw materials, like take lumber, which has been a a big issue in in the U.S. uh, because of issues with construction, um, if I'm a trucking company and I have a choice, well, I can either ship some high-margin electronics or lumber, I'm going to go with the electronics every single time. And so that sort of thing, the raw materials are really slow, um, to be moved around because of the trucking issue. And then on top of that, because we're having this spike in demand, you know, it's, it's not like we just had no demand for products and then demand is going to go back to normal. Demand is higher right now because we're sort of, you know, making up for that deficit. Yeah, And it's just like I said earlier, where you don't have a lot of extra trucks sitting around. Right. There's not a lot of extra factory capacity sitting around. It's why it took us so long to catch up on, like, toilet paper, uh, last spring, because toilet paper factories are designed to be operating at basically 100% efficiency all the time. And so now we're asking these raw material folks to say, hey, can you give us 115% or 120%? And they just don't have that flex capacity.
0: Now, you're talking about lumber in the United States, exact same situation up here in Canada. And that's an important thing to point out. When you take a look at this this survey that you're doing, you're not talking about... I mean, this is, this is a global situation. Everybody's in the same boat yeah. right now, right? Absolutely,
1: yeah, absolutely. It's it's an international uh, issue, and you know if you look at something like the ports, look at the port of Los Angeles right now. um, They're somewhere around you know 180 percent more busy than they were the same week last year, and they're setting a record every month uh, in the port of LA for things coming in. And so what that's doing is it's driving up the price of containers. You know, the just the big metal shipping container. That's actually one of the biggest constraints on the economy right now. Those are up, hundred, you know, 500% <laughs> from where they were this same time, uh, you know, like even a couple months ago. And so if we, you know, the, the economy is so interconnected globally, you're absolutely right, we're so interconnected globally, and if we can't move things around, we really see these big price crunches. And it's going to be a while for us to catch up, because in many ways, uh, the sort of behavior um, or sort of the... Uh Um, the the constraints are encouraging bad behavior. So, you know, if if the price of containers is up so high, well, what's happening? Well, ships are, you know, say, coming to the U.S. or to Canada from Asia, and instead of waiting to be fully reloaded, they're just turning around and maybe going back with 90% of the containers that they came over with the first time. Well, what does that do? That cuts the... Um, you know supply of containers in, yeah. in Asia and increases the price even more, um, but if you 're the ship captains you 're graded on how fast you can turn these things around, so maybe you don 't care about that and so there 's all these these issues where people are now kind of cutting corners internationally
0: that 's actually making the problem uh, a little worse now you mentioned it 's going to take us some time to catch up H- How much time i mean yeah. this won 't be a permanent condition we 're going through right no,
1: absolutely not. Um, I will say that, that companies are slow to adjust to this. You know, you imagine if you're a, a, you know, an ocean carrier um, and this is maybe some, you know, a little bit of a bubble, you may not want to invest in a, a whole fleet of new ships right now. I, I think for a lot of the, the carriers, they're looking at this as almost like, well, am I buying the stock when it's at the most valuable it's ever been. Right. You know, you don't want to buy at the top of the market. Yeah. You want to buy at the bottom. And so I think there's some hesitancy there. Now, one of the things we do uh, every month is we ask, okay, so in the next 12 months, where do we see this going? And, and we've got some really interesting numbers uh, this, this month. So in terms of additional capacity that will come online, for warehousing, our number was 53, which shows, okay, we're, we're going to have some warehouses come online. Yeah. So a pretty normal a very
0: number, mild. Sorry, what? A pretty normal number, not not nothing too extraordinary there, right? Right. That's yeah. It's a very mild level of growth.
1: Trucks was actually a forty-four, huh. indicating that yes, we will be building trucks, but we're not going to be able to to build them quickly enough to keep up with uh, to keep up with the increase in demand. Um, partly because, actually, of, of the semiconductor shortage. Yes. You know, right now we have record levels of back orders for Class A trucks, and we just can't fill them because we don't have the semiconductors for them. But so if you, if you put those together, okay, well, we'll have some moderate level of capacity come back. Well, for prices, it's an 86 for transportation price for the next year, 84 uh, for warehousing, and I think an 85 for inventory costs, And so we're just not going to be able to bring enough supply back in terms of logistics capacity to meet demand for at least the next 12 months. Oh boy. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a good time actually to be a, a trucking company probably. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's going to be at least through the rest of this year and maybe through the beginning of, of 2022 that we're going to continue to struggle according to, uh, according to our respondent base, and they've they've usually been pretty pretty spot on. Yeah, uh, that we're going to continue to struggle um, with supply catching up to demand in terms of uh, logistics capacity.
0: All right, fascinating discussion. Thanks so much, Zach. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll get an update down the road, too. Thank you very much. That is Zach Rogers, who is an assistant professor of supply chain management at Colorado State University's College of Business, and he's one of the guys behind this index that sort of maps out where we are and where we might be going.